Welcome to Plateau Partners Pulse, a show about business, networking, and ideas brought to you by the Plateau Partners, a BNI chapter in the greater Seattle Puget Sound area. I sort of slurred over greater Seattle Puget Sound area. So I'll say it again. Uh, I am your host, Stacey Heller of Stacey Connects. I am joined today by the Plateau Partners chapter president. I feel like there should be some big intro. Uh, J- J.D. Winnikin. Hey, how you doing? So we're going to do things a little bit different for this episode. Okay. Typically, we are... Uh, featuring one of our members talking about their business, giving a little bit more time to talk about it. And since this isn't a BNI-sponsored show, mm-hmm. would like to be. Ding, ding, <laughs> hint, hint. Hint, hint. Hint, hint, anyone listening. Exactly. Um, I thought we could just talk about BNI. So you are a current and past president. Correct. Because... As P.T. Barnum said, there is a sucker born every minute. (laughs) And I am also a past president because you asked me. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So that applies just as much to you, I guess. Exactly. So we're going to start with the speed round. And I have uh, people that are longtime listeners of the show know that we do the speed round. I've adjusted the question slightly. Okay. So the name Plateau Partners. Why Plateau? Because when it started, the it's up on the in the area here known as the Sammamish Plateau, uh, which is up on a plateau on the east side of Lake Sammamish. Which, if you've not if not been to Seattle before, uh, there's Seattle, Lake Washington, the east side as we call it, Bellevue, Redmond, those areas. Lake Sammamish on the other side of that is the Sammamish Plateau, and it's literally a hill that goes up from the lake. So it's all the businesses connected on the plateau. Right. However, what's interesting about BNI is you can have a business that's, you know, located or whatever in Issaquah or it can be somewhere else and it doesn't matter. It's just where it is founded. I had to look this up. I mean, I knew like the plateau. You always talk about the plateau. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was so interesting to talk about how the town of Issaquah, it's located in a valley and it's bisected by the Sammamish Plateau and the Issaquah Alps. That's right. Which makes so much more sense then with Boehm's Chocolates. <laughs> There's a theme of like a chateau there. That's right. So, uh, okay. Let's talk about our chapter. So, um, well, first of all, when were we founded? Actually, I looked this up. Uh, founded in 2004, December 10th, 2004. So almost exactly 17 years ago, as it turns out. Wow. Yeah. Like within just a few days of this recording, it's going to be the 17th birthday of the chapter. So it's entering its rebellious phase. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a perfect dovetail into the next question, which is let's talk about our chapter, its size, its makeup, our reputation, Mm -hmm. um, our size. As long as I've been associated with Plateau Partners, it's been a robust size Somewhere between 40 and 55 people. Mm -hmm. Right now, I think it's at 43. Okay. I think. Um, 42 or 43, somewhere in there. It's been as high as 60 uh, in the past. Um, But, and I think it's been, when it started out, it was certainly lower than that. But for the bulk of its 17-year existence, it's been over 40, closer to 50. So, and and the longest period of time, I think it's been around 50 people. Mm -hmm. Okay. And... 
as far as the makeup, so the way that BNI works is you have sort of power teams and mm-hmm. they're groups that are divided into, let's say, like industries. Mm-hmm. So we've got like the health power team. And so, you know, that's where we have our naturopath or where we have our uh, counselors or coaches, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, and you've got your home services and so on and so forth. So the makeup of every chapter may be a little bit different depending on. Right. Depending on who's in the, who, what businesses are in the chapter. Right. It, the, cause there's like, we have personal services. Uh, we have financial services, business services, uh, home services. There's a few. And there's other chapters that have as many as seven or eight different power teams, depending mm-hmm. on how many members. The more members you have, it makes sense, the more power teams you end up having. And those are the ones where you, those tend to be the groups that refer to each other the most. Right. Right. And the ones that have the most in common and the highest chance of overlap in people who might might be able to refer to. So somebody in personal services who works in skincare, for mm-hmm. example, is probably going to be able to refer a lot of people to the hairstylist in the group and vice versa because they're in the same power team and they work together closely and it's easier to refer a person getting skincare to hair, hair to skincare than it would be skincare to something else in another power team. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Uh, totally makes sense. And what's interesting is that the not only can what the power teams or power groups are change up. Also, you know, right now we have a very health centric chapter. We do. And the area that we are lacking in currently is home services. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating to me because typically when things are booming in construction and that kind of thing, we don't have a lot of people in that market. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when things go kaput, uh, suddenly they have the time. Mm-hmm. And it's it's two different schools of thought. I think about joining an organization where you have regular uh, responsibility to be there and to participate, mm-hmm. where time away for the meeting is time that you could be billing. Sure. So sure. people have workarounds, though. They'll have somebody... Uh, represent them in the seat. Mm-hmm. And so there are workarounds. So if you're in home services and you happen to be listening to this, mm-hmm. if you have an admin that's in the office or an office manager, or if you have somebody, it's an hour and a half on Fridays. And you know, and then one-to-ones, there can be more flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just something that so many people in home services find a hard time committing to it. They do, and and right now we have the additional challenge of of what COVID and the the results of that have done because so many people in home services are are booked solid out months in advance because the need is so high, mm-hmm. and so you know, at one level they may not have the time because of that because there's a backlog. Two, part of the key part is you need referrals. They may not need referrals right now because mm-hmm. they've got plenty. You know so. There's some things combating against that, uh, but it's also the amount of, you know, their hours are billable hours, right? Those those are things they need to be doing. And you run into it in personal services too. Like if you have uh, a hairstylist, their work is in the chair 8, 10, 12 hours a day. That can be tough other than the meetings once a week to do one-to-ones because they don't have an extra hour to step away and go to get coffee or something like that. So they have to get creative, like you know, if it's members coming in to sit in the chair, 
you know, get their hair cut, you can do a one-to-one right there. Right. That's how we've addressed it. So there are ways, I think the larger point is a really good one. There are ways to get creative to make this work for you, whether you're in home services, personal services. And that's why kind of coming in to a meeting, seeing what it's about, talking with the visitor hosts about how this all works and even networking with some people who might be able to answer those questions for you, give you those creative ideas is always a useful thing to do if you're interested in just finding out how it works. Mm-hmm. One of the uh, benefits, dare I say it, of the pandemic has been that we have learned that you can still effectively network, even if it's over the phone or via Zoom. Mm-hmm. You know, I somebody came to our meeting from, for instance, New York. And yeah. when visitors are introduced, you know, typically it's, you know, hey, welcome. What's your business? What's your name? Where are you from? And she mentioned Port Washington, New York. <laughs> so I immediately send her a direct message. And I'm like, Port Washington, New York, 11050. <laughs> that's the town that I was born in. And that's so right. connected with her. And naturally that led to a one-to-one because, of course, it's just what you end up doing. Mm-hmm. And and now there's a chance that I may be helping produce a podcast actually for uh, two gentlemen that she referred me to exactly. that are in New York. Right, right. So the pandemic has been great in that sense where people get so much more creative. Absolutely. And and I know several cases of people who we've, we've had people attend meetings from overseas mm-hmm. and connections have been made that way and referrals have happened that way. Somebody from France came one time, somebody from Thailand, I think, one mm-hmm. time. And so it has the dynamic of that has changed. Right. It's it's we see in, in this chapter what everyone in business is seeing, the need to adjust right? necessity and necessity is the mother of invention, as they say. And. So we do see that. And the people that are able to adjust and capitalize on that are actually doing pretty well. Um, it's It hasn't been um, devastating. It was weird at first. You were president when that whole shift was happening. And yeah, thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I didn't know it was coming. <laughs> I wouldn't have wished this on anybody. <laughs> but it's, uh, but and at first it was really tough, right? And And there was a lot of members trying to figure out how do we adjust to this? And fortunately, in the midst of that, um, the chapter really banded together, uh, as you remember, and really helped each other out, particularly the people in the services, mm-hmm. you know, people with restaurants, people with um, businesses that that relied upon participation and events and things like that. And it worked out okay for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, Well, and that is definitely something that is really cool about our chapter and this group. Uh, one of the questions that I have so I'll I'll go right into it is what makes our chapter different and I would imagine that most chapters could could say this I can only obviously speak to my own experience mm-hmm. um, it's that that family piece mm-hmm. that when these things have happened or if anything has happened in someone's personal or their professional life everyone bands around to really bring that person along yeah, this, I think, again, there's so many different chapters and I've visited a number of them and, and a number of them, they all have their own dynamic. They all have their, their own feel to them. Uh, um, every single one I've been to has been friendly and welcoming and mm-hmm. everybody does things a little bit differently. I will say that when our chapter is at its best has been when that solid core of business knowledge and dynamism that our members have then translates from there into what you just said. Mm-hmm. 
right, into really stepping up and helping each other out, um, not just with referrals, but like you said, in time of crisis or when somebody's kind of hitting a wall saying, I'm not sure how I can pivot mm-hmm. in this or my, my referrals that I normally get are drying up. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly why. Um, at its best, this chapter has members that, that always step into that breach and, and help. And we try to facilitate that as a leadership team to kind of connect people who are really finding success in the moment with people that are looking for more success in the moment. And fortunately, we have a willingness, almost without exception, across the chapter of people willing to be helped mm-hmm. and people willing to help. And that is, I don't know how common that is in other chapters, but I'm really glad it's common in ours. Oh, yeah. And I think what's interesting is that that tight-knit vibe is such an amazing thing to experience when you're in it. I imagine uh, that our reputation is a little bit that we're a tight-knit group that is hard to break into. Mm. And, you know, that's how reputations start. That's how oh, yeah. things happen. And you and I talked about this when we were switching over. You were giving me the down and dirty on, mm-hmm. you know, being president. And it's something that every chapter takes on its own personality. It does. It does. And I probably what I like about our chapter is being a native New Yorker. It strikes me in the way that New Yorkers, everyone thinks that, I. you're looking at me funny, like, where are you going with this? <laughs> everyone thinks that, you know, you're going to be like brash or that you're not going to be welcoming or whatever it is. We're a lot but we're so welcoming. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, I you know mean, what I mean? Like, it's very true. It's very true. I think um, the, the, the group personality is very much that way. We have lots of people that are brash and we have lots of people that aren't. And, and yet all those things taken together go back to what I just mentioned a minute mm-hmm. ago. These are all people that, however they are, it works for how their business runs. We, we have remarkably successful people in our chapter business people. And it's, oftentimes because it's a perfect match with their personality and, and, and all of that. And then together as a group, it is, it is welcoming. And, it, and the, the number one job of the president, besides running the meeting every week, is to make sure it stays welcoming for anybody, right. who's, anybody who's visiting, anybody who's coming in, anybody who's considering uh, joining the chapter or wants to know more about BNI. That's the key because, of course, it, it benefits the chapter more people come in, right, as members. But we also have people who show up at meetings who a seat in our chapter is already filled for their spot. Mm-hmm. We also help them find another local chapter. Absolutely. Which is how it should be. Well, givers gain in all of that. Uh-huh, right. Well, you're essentially, as the president, you are uh, Mr. Rourke. That is a <laughs> Fantasy Island reference, by the way. <laughs> Old school. Um, you know, it is your job to welcome and facilitate a good time. It's very true. And set the tone, you know, and, se- and set the vibe um, for the meeting as well as for... Uh, for the membership as a whole is how we're going to, we're going to how be, yep. how we're going to be or how we're going to try to be. Right. Yep. So question seven, I always talk about the words like no and trust and how they are commonly associated with BNI. So one of the things that I think is interesting that I have learned is that these are all people that I like know and trust that said, um, it's important to know that if you are somebody that doesn't know about BNI, that everyone has their person. And so it's important to know that, you know, for instance, if we have multiple, well, we do have multiple counselors in our group, for instance, mm-hmm. you may 
connect with one over another more mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And nobody takes offense at that. Everybody understands the idea that, you know, there's your people. There are also people that refer to other practitioners or other services in other chapters. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that is so great about BNI is that you can, if you're looking up, uh, for instance, if I'm trying to find somebody that can help my mother who lives in Pennsylvania, then I can go on to the BNI app or online and I can look and see if there's a chapter nearby mm-hmm. and is there a business that takes care of the need that she has. And because it's listed and it's in this BNI chapter, I could go visit the meeting or I could reach out to that person yep. knowing that this person has been vetted by BNI. Mm-hmm. Right. And you can find out firsthand. You can listen to them, give their presentation. You can connect with them automatically, see if it's a fit. Yeah, it is. It is a connection to a larger, a larger network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, funny stories from past BNI meetings. Funny stories. Yeah. What um, are some good moments? Oh man, um, several. Uh, several come to mind. Um, couple of them involve you actually. Um, what? So yeah, there's uh, early on when I first joined the chapter years ago, years ago, five years ago, four years ago, <laughs> whatever it is, I was still relatively new and I was sitting, sitting at our table. That was when we were still meeting in person and we were in a big horseshoe shape at tables and, and I was um, sitting there and the current that the president at the time had just finished something and you came and you handed me a greeting card, <laughs> a grammar greeting card. And I didn't really know you all that well. So this was not only funny, but it was also my introduce, introduction to you. This card that, that I can't even, I can't say what's on it. I mean, it's, it's just, it was hilarious. I can't remember the exact joke, but it was a grammar-based joke because I'm a writer and historian and all that. And it just struck me so funny. When you handed it to me, I read it. I just started laughing hysterically. And it was right at this moment where the president had paused and was ready to move on to something. And she's staring right across the room at me. <laughs> And I'm laughing and everybody's stopping and looking at me. I'm dying and I can't stop laughing. And people, you know, people are nudging me like, what's the matter with you? And I just had to hand the card to them, like in my own defense. (laughs) And I mean, it was just this, it was the perfect joke bomb. That was, that was one. I used to do that when I would bring people, I would have a sleepover and we would go to Saturday night mass. Right. And I was always the one <laughs> that would have the well-placed, like misbehaving. Of course. And then my mom or other parishioners would turn around and glare and the other person is left like holding the bag. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, now knowing you the way I do, it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. That's, that's a memory that, that usually it involves those types of things. Um, another one was when I was, when I was president the first time on our last, our last day as a leadership team, getting ready to hand it off, uh, the p- vice president and secretary treasurer and I all decided we would just show up in real casual clothes with our bathrobes on, like we were just <laughs> kicking out of war slippers and, mm-hmm. and that type of thing. And then one time, uh, I was it was my birthday, and you sang the. Uh, the, the Mr. President, the Marilyn Monroe Mr. President song to me. I did. Happy birthday, Mr. President, which was completely over the top. Well, and hilarious. story is that in the meetings, if your phone is on and your phone goes off. That's right. Then the sing. tax, if you will, that you had to pay is then singing. I had to sing at the end of the meeting. And so right. I, 
I called you out on that and you decided to do that and turn the tables on me, which was brilliant on a lot of levels. And it's really hard to strike me speechless and you succeeded. Well, you know, what yeah. can I say? So, but you know, so those are three that come to mind. Um, other ones that come to mind are when we had new members come on and do their first eight minute mm-hmm. presentations and just crush them. Mm-hmm. You know, th- those really stand out to me where they came in and clearly they knew what they were doing. They got, mm-hmm. they got some advice on what to do. Um, and then seeing people get really excited. The most gratifying thing for me is when new members come in and establish a rapport and people reach out to them and they start using each other's services right away and referring out. Oh yeah. That's, that's the best feeling when you see that happen. I am a big fan when for our weekly presentations, every member has in our, in our particular chapter, because of our size, we have about 30 seconds. Right to give a weekly presentation talking about what are you looking for this week. And I love when we come up with themes or, you know, one time we switched it and you would trade a weekly presentation with someone else. And the thing is, this is a serious networking group with small businesses, entrepreneurs, services, products, the whole thing. It's a business group. It's a business group. And yet you can't dismiss these activities as trivial because that exercise where you switched with another business, it showed if you really understand what that person's business is, what they do, what they might need. Are you paying attention when they Mm -hmm. give their presentation? Have you had a one-to-one with them? And so while it may seem a little outside of the typical networking box, it's that creativity that that you're talking about when it Mm -hmm. came to the pandemic and just in general it really underscores how much you're paying attention, how much you really know who your co-members are. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the other things we, we started doing, and this was on the recommendation of our um, our chapter success coach, regional uh, coach, that was uh, something we've done called the hot seat, where instead of the two eight-minute presentations, if we have an open slot for one, we'll take that eight-minute slot and do three or four real quick two-minute elevator speeches by people who we just randomly choose a little Mm -hmm. spin of the wheel. And we've done that a couple of times now. And um, I think it's always a little nerve wracking for people at first, you know, but we tell them it's coming, right? That it's going to be happening. But what's been great about it is that for people in the meeting that are either new members or even if it's newer members who are selected or there's visitors, they get a little more information on more people and get a better idea of it. And the skill of having a, not just an eight minute presentation, at a 30 second pitch, but having a two minute one for a little bit of an extended conversation Mm -hmm. when you're meeting a new client or something like that can be really useful. And it's been a really positive reception to it so far, even though it's a little out of the ordinary and it pushes people right up against their comfort zone. I think that's a good spot to be in because it keeps us from getting too comfortable, which is always a hazard in a group like ours that's, that's bigger well-connected, knows each other really well, is very comfortable. Right. I think it's good sometimes to keep pushing it a little bit. Absolutely. And and especially in the Zoom culture, it's very easy to disconnect. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, keeping people on the hot seat, I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you think the top most frequently asked question is that you get about (laughs) B&I? From from visitors, like people considering joining the chapter, or uh, on the outside, like I think in general. Uh, why does it Why does it work so well for you? Like why Why is networking such a good thing? Well, see, you're 
being so adult about it. I'm like, I get, is it a cult? <laughs> and well, let, why does it cost the amount that it Why costs? does it cost the amount is always there. The cult thing doesn't get asked to me because because that's something that is super secret and no, you nobody reveals what it's like and you know that's that's part of what makes a cult a cult. Right. <laughs> right. Whereas all you got to do is come to a meeting, right? There's no secret about it at all. It's I think what people mean with that is that the people who invest in it are re- really invest in it right. and get a lot out of it. And BNI offers a ton of different things, a ton of webinars, a ton of education credits, tons of events, those types of things. Um, and so it's real active in that sense. You know, I, I think more people ask me if it's something like, is there something you're selling? Like, is it like an Amway thing or, right. you know, there's, there's that. Most people ask questions about how does it work and why is it something that people will be members of for years mm-hmm. in building their business? And the other question that gets asked is, um, does it get too comfortable after a while? How do you keep challenging yourself beyond a certain point? And that's something that I think only individual business people can really answer. Some people will get comfortable in it. I'm doing well with just this. Other yep. people want to push beyond it. And and times change, right? And the best chapters, I think, are the ones that can facilitate and help their members take those steps as they decide to do it. And that takes communication. And that's one of the benefits of having new members come in occasionally. Uh, I recently was chatting with Pete Connolly, who did an episode of the show. Yeah. And he was talking about how uh, recently he's really been getting back into BNI and and making sure that he, you know, is really taking advantage of all the things that it has to offer mm-hmm. because he is sort of changing his business and what he's focusing on and how he articulates that. And it's such a powerful thing to have somebody be your cheerleader and hold you accountable simultaneously. Absolutely. And and Pete is always an innovator. It's one of the things I love about him. He's always looking to improve what he's doing, fine tune it expand it accordingly if that's what's needed or narrow it. Uh, he doesn't lock himself in mm-hmm. to things. And, and I think that's, um, and that's helped make him successful. Right. And it's, and it's certainly um, connected him really well to, to people in the group. And, and it shows, it shows mm-hmm. that, that excitement that he's got uh, really shows. And so I know Pete did not pay me to <laughs> say any of that. No, he did not. So, no. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we've, already shared our favorite curse word on our own episodes. Oh, so yeah, yeah. we won't do that one. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break before we come back and we talk more with JD. I do want to remind people that the ads that you are about to listen to are ads that are other members of our chapter. Mm-hmm. And we do know, like, and trust them. And yep. we do feel comfortable referring them. Yep. So take a listen and hopefully they can meet one of your needs. We'll be right back. Remember when a trip to the bank wasn't a hassle and included a warm greeting from your favorite banker? First Financial Northwest Bank knows banking isn't your top priority, which is why they make it theirs. It's their mission to meet their customers' financial needs by offering good old-fashioned service in new, more innovative, and productive ways. Bank with the people you know and trust who are uniquely committed to you and the community. Go to ffnwb.com to learn more about First Financial Northwest Bank and find a branch near you. Member FDIC. 
Entrepreneurs, is your why lackluster, stale, or missing for investor pitches and presentations? Do you lean on data rather than a compelling narrative to tell your story? Stories sell ideas. Don't leave them out. The ability to tell your story with impact is an essential business skill. Find and finesse your story so you can finance your brand and business with Melissa Reeves, CEO of Story Fruition. Melissa teaches core storytelling elements that engage clients and investors alike. Recently, one CEO secured over $35 million in Series A funding using the Story Fruition method. Get started at storyfruition.com. Do you get overwhelmed by everything in your life you don't love, leading to paralysis and creating a life and business you do love? Specialized in working with service-based business owners, Tara Loxo helps you assess, prioritize, and take intentional actions to hit your business strategy that creates the business and life you dream of. As a mental fitness and leadership coach, Taryn has a unique set of tools to guide clients away from just making a living and intentionally aim for creating a life you love. To learn more, go to TarynLoxo.com. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Welcome back to Plateau Partners. I am Stacey Heller. I am joined by JD, our chapter president. So before the break, we did the speed round, which wasn't really so speedy. It never it, is speedy. Well, and also you and I are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we talk. <laughs> so there's that. I mean, it's there really a competition. Like, <laughs> who's going to talk words more? words have not been spoken. Right, exactly. So uh, if you regularly listen to this podcast or this show, you know that we're typically featuring one of the uh, members of the chapter and their business, and they um, have this opportunity to expand on what they do. It seemed like maybe it would be a good idea to actually talk about BNI and what it is and what it's about and how it works and that kind of thing. And again, this is not sponsored by BNI. <laughs> I really would love it if it was because it could help defray the cost for some of our members in terms of marketing. Mm-hmm. Now, how is this good for marketing? Here, ask that question so that it How is this good for marketing? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. I know you are. So, when you do a podcast like this, it is a great opportunity to talk about what you are a subject matter expert in, which is mm-hmm. yourself, your business, your skill set. And so It's so great that when I have somebody say, do you know someone that fill in the blank, not only can I say typically yes, I can then make a connection, make an email introduction or send them a text with the information. And for our members that have done an episode of Plateau Partners Pulse, I'm able to send the podcast and I'm able to say, here, listen to them talk about who they are, why they do what they do, how they do it, what matters to them. Mm-hmm. And you get a vibe about the person and you're, you'll very often get a hit of like, oh, I'm curious about that or that's what I need or whatever it is. Right. And um, hearing people talk in their own words is a really powerful thing. So I think that's another unique thing about our chapter is the fact that we do this 
podcast and really give our members an opportunity to not spend 30 seconds or two minutes or even eight minutes twice a year or more, um, but to spend a full almost hour talking about their business. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the the thing, too, when visitors come to meetings, uh, they get that's the introduction they get a 30 second, an eight minute, whatever it might be. And they can maybe get a lot from that and make a connection in the meeting and send a note and get the information because they have come into the meeting, they have access to the roster, you know, with all the contact info, that type of thing. But, you know, the other side of it is not just for you referring, but the people who do them can then use that episode and say, here's something that Mm -hmm. get a little bit, actually even more in depth. And, and it's something that I think can only really be, can only be helpful. I mean, because how would it be harmful to be, putting more out there about your business, how you do it, why you do it um, in a way that for somebody who's new and trying to consider whether or not to um, Mm -hmm. ask for your services, it's a lot less, um, it's more informational and more investigative at the front end rather than having to talk about it right away. And I think some people really do like that. People like to do their research before they reach out Mm -hmm. to businesses where they're going to spend their money. Absolutely. And one of the things that uh, BNI is really focused on is uh, continued education units and so CEUs and that is something that they want to see you do at least one if not two a week yeah and you know one unit is basically an hour of your time and BNI does have its own podcast that talks about you know uh, the whole philosophy of of BNI and everything these these shows that we do you know getting to know other members, those kinds of things, it's continuing to get to know your members and to get to know people. So when you're a newer member of a chapter or you're considering joining a group, you can listen and you can get a sense of who these people are. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it's a really powerful thing. Podcast aside, the the whole continuing education thing, that is something that I also think sets BNI apart as a networking group mm. versus other networking groups that, you know, they come together. The fact that there is a, I don't want to, I'll, I'll call it a script. There's a, an outline or a, uh, an agenda sure. that is followed essentially worldwide because this is a international networking group. Mm-hmm. And you know that it's going to basically last, what, an hour and a half? Hour, hour and a half at most usually. And you know what the order of the meeting is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know what to expect. And yep. so even if you were to go visit a meeting in Poland, you know what's happening, even if you don't necessarily know the language. Mm-hmm. And so you know what it is that you are signing up for. You know how long it's going to last. I think that's really powerful. A lot of people like to have that structure. And then within each chapter there's autonomy yeah. in the approach yeah absolutely because i mean every every chapter has its own kind of vibe its own identity its own group personality uh that depends on those factors are location size of the chapter businesses that are there and then of course the individual personalities of the of the members involved so there's always kind of some common threads but each one is unique which is why anybody who's considering joining a chapter should really visit multiple meetings, right? mm-hmm. get an idea of what's there. And, uh, and I think that's the best way to go about it. The The resources that BNI provides uh, for its chapters and for its individual members are extensive. Um, and 
they can be really beneficial, not just in how to maximize the membership that you're paying for. Here's all the resources on how to be a better networker, how to make meetings better work for you. There's also great stuff in there just on growing your business. Yes. Right. And, you know, one of the things that I've, I've encouraged some members to do is, you know, we have really ex- some really experienced business people in our chapter who've been doing this for years and they probably could do stuff for CEUs for BNI that would be really beneficial for everybody. Mm-hmm. But many of them have employees, right, that could really benefit mm-hmm. from seeing some of these. So, you know, making sure that employees see a 20 minute thing on some facet of growing your business that BNI sponsors is a wonderful way for those to be used even by people who are longtime members. So just like anything else with BNI, getting creative with the resources that are there mm-hmm. and making it work for you in creative ways can oftentimes be the juice that really helps you get the most out of the out of the membership or and or take yourself to the next level. And we're seeing it right now happen with a number of members are going that route. It's kind of fun mm-hmm. to watch. It's really fun. And the resources that you're talking about, they also are, they present themselves in opportunities. So in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, leadership, I think about my story within BNI and how I started as a, essentially a long-term sub, if you will, for uh, Bruce of Michael mm-hmm. Bruce Image Consulting, and then decided that um, he isn't the only one that should get to the amazingness that is me, that I needed to share it with others and start my own business. Mm-hmm. Stacy Connects. And so mm-hmm. joined and in many ways put the cart before the horse. I really, I couldn't give a 10 second elevator speech about what I do, <laughs> let alone a 30. I still struggle with a 30 second presentation because I still haven't quite found a way to articulate what mm-hmm. I do. And having a group of people that already knew me that already were on my side that I had resources they have helped me develop into you know Mm -hmm. where I'm going and they've been that added resource and it's been an opportunity every week to get up and work on my messaging absolutely it's what we call in the aviation world that I'm in uh building the plane while you fly it oh is that what that is vice versa you know that's what you were doing. And I know one of the things with leadership for you is when you were in that position of president, that puts you front and center, you know, and you're up there. And so people <laughs> don't ask me to talk. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that gave you on a regular basis a chance to be talking about what it is that you do. And that's one of the advantages of leadership in a chapter is it really raises the prominence in the meetings as well as outside of them of what you're doing in your business. And that's one of the advantages of it. Um, well, and everybody wants to talk to you. It's true. That's true. Uh, it, it depends about what, you know, but for the most part, we've got, we've got uh, pretty good communicators um, in our chapter. And I, and that, that's a big part for me too, is, is when people are talking to me about what they're, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what they're experiencing. Uh, it gives me an opportunity to be solution oriented mm-hmm. and to be solution oriented with them. And, uh, and then of course when visitors come in or members of other chapters, uh, it only helps my business airway science for kids in terms of who we are, who knows about us. Hopefully I'm doing well in representing them and <laughs> how I'm doing things, how I'm handling things, how I'm running the meeting. Mm-hmm. Those are all, while they might be intangible in the moment, they really do add up over time which is why I encourage people all the time in chapters to take a leadership position 
Um, even though it is more time, you have to you know dedicate more to it, and mm-hmm. we're all busy busy business people. There is an advantage to it, very distinct advantages to it, particularly when you're building a business like you were mm-hmm. in that sense. And you know, I've shifted over since I first came into the chapter to another business that came in for similar reasons because mm-hmm. people knew me. We thought it would really work for the business here in this region, and that's really helped us. Mm-hmm. It really has. Well, and what what we talk about is when we do our weekly presentations each week, it's it's essentially like an ad. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you've got 30 seconds, which I believe that about 90 words-ish is how many words you can... I think it's like around 80. Something in there. Yeah. Um, within 30 seconds, right? And so you have to choose wisely the words that you're going to say and share. Yep. And it is something that you're constantly working on. And I find the more specific I can get, and this is something that you're really great at, you lead by example with this, that, you know, I'm looking for somebody that has been or knows an air traffic controller. Right. And what's interesting is that, you know, like niche is rich, right? Mm-hmm. The more specific you can get, mm-hmm. the more you get people saying like, oh, I had an uncle that did that. And, you know, oh, yeah. or I, I have a nephew that is going to school for that. <laughs> it runs counter to what people oftentimes think with specificity. Mm-hmm. The idea is if some people think if I'm too specific, it's going to narrow down what people are thinking about. I found it's the exact opposite because if you put something out that's specific, first of all, that's actually what you need. First of all, and you have no idea, you might hit a home run with that. But because it's specific, the way our brains work is we hear specificity and then each of us spider webs that out of thoughts into other possible connections. Maybe not somebody you specifically know, but you might know someone who specifically knows. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot when you're specific, right? And so for, for me, one of the reasons why I am so specific is not just because we have very specific things we're looking for, but for that very reason. Because if I'm saying I need somebody who is an air traffic controller, somebody may not know, somebody may not know one, but it goes, oh, but you know what? So-and-so was a pilot for 30 years, and I think I remember, you know, so that, mm-hmm. that specificity, I think, matters. And so when we talk about being very specific in your referral requests, that's why. It's not limiting. It actually makes more possible connections possible. So go with me on this. Okay. A typical Stacy tangent. You know the expression, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. I do know that expression. So I think that it's counter to that. It's like you need to lead the horse to the water. And once you, like, show them where the water is and you show them what their choices are, like, they're suddenly like, oh, like, I can drink. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to, you know, the drinking comes naturally if you show them where it is. Yes, because why are you sh- leading them to drink in the first place? Probably because they need a drink and they're thirsty. So they're probably going to drink. Right. <laughs> so, like, you have to tell the horse, like, where... The, yeah. the water is. This and might only make sense to you and me, but I think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> We're enjoying it. Yeah, Whatever. I mean. No, there, there is that. There is that because, the, you know, in all seriousness, the everybody is coming into this group because they're looking to grow their business. Mm-hmm. They're looking for new avenues to grow, not just necessarily new customer, customer bases, but new ideas on how to pitch their stuff, everything from marketing to web design to uh, expanding their model. 
And that's the thing. There's a number of people in there who are doing these things in different ways who have a lot of cumulative experience. I sat down my first run as president and added up the amount of business experience years of our chapter at the time. Mm -hmm. And I stopped counting at 450. Right. I mean, it's just that's a lot of knowledge on how to run a business with a number of different ideas. Mm -hmm. And so if people are coming in wanting that and wanting that to work, of course, if you show them ways to do this and are willing to help facilitate their movement into that, particularly at first when they join the chapter, Mm -hmm. they're going to get so much more out of it. You're right. They're probably going to drink. And if they don't, it's not because you didn't try. Right. Not because the chapter didn't deliver. Right. They're allergic to water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. There's bigger there's bigger questions. Right. Absolutely. Right. So that is something that, you know, I've really learned to really work on the messaging and work on being yeah. specific. Um, as we said, the resources like the CEUs, that is something that is so helpful. As you said, it's not just about how to be a better member. It's how to be a better partner, how to be a better um, refer of Business services, um, how to be exactly. Yeah. And so that's really powerful. And then, as I said, I think the structure is a benefit of knowing exactly what the expectations are. Yep. And, you know, okay, for those people that are more concrete sequential, they know here's the agenda, here's how much time I have to give, you know, here's what my the expectation is. And then, as we were talking about, for the people that are creative, there's that opportunity to dabble in that as well. There is. There is. And it, and it helps whichever, right, of those two categories and, and other ones. It does that. Because the way I've always thought about it is with the presentations in particular, if I know how, how to talk about my business in 30 seconds, that's going to sometimes be the way that people are going to hear about it just out in public. If I'm at a cocktail party or something like that, I'm going to have 30 seconds in a conversation to talk about Airway Science for Kids. I may not have more than that. And if I really nail that 30 seconds, even if they never follow up, it's going to be explainable. They're going to know it. And chances are, if I've really crafted it, they're going to, it's going to stick with them a little bit more. And we can all use that practice because if it's all about networking, you don't want to go launch into some long explanation, some complicated thing about your business and all that kind of stuff. You want to kick off a conversation about it. And the, the meetings with those is a wonderful place to practice all of that, right? Well, and BNI has this philosophy of giver's gain, which we talk about sort of ad nauseum. Yeah. And every week there is the BNI purpose. Uh, that why are, we, why are we here and why do we do it? Right. Mm-hmm. And there's this reoccurring theme then of giver's gain. And what I appreciate about what Dr. Ivan Meisner set as a precedent with this idea is that it's about being in service to others and that in being in service to others, something will circle back and Mm -hmm. benefit you. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I guess traditionally in networking, it's like, you know, okay, you give, you give. It feels more transactional in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas with this, it's this idea of creating a relationship and getting to know the person and figuring out how you can be of service to them Mm-hmm. means that they're more likely to be curious about you and figure out how they can be of service to you. Mm-hmm. And it becomes more of a goodwill gesture than a transaction. Yeah, because if, if all those ingredients together, you know, if, if you're giving, as Meisner puts it, if you're giving and you are 
giving referrals to people who are good business people and then they need to show up and deliver, right? And you do the same when people refer to you. You're building not only quality that everybody can continue to talk about, they'll give you great service, that type of thing, but trusting each other's referrals, Mm -hmm. right? And trusting that what you're getting from someone is going to be quality. That just improves the quality of those referrals over time. Right. And that's the whole point because, you know, as much as we can refer in a chapter our size, you can refer to each other a lot, right? Member to member stuff. But really where the magic begins to happen is when everybody starts connecting members to their larger networks that aren't in the chapter and get bigger and bigger. And then they can start to cross over with one another. And our chapter has been in several of those sweet spot moments, actually many times in the time that I've been in the chapter. And it really moves when that Mm -hmm. happens. And that's only because after, because people know when so-and-so refers to me, I know they're going to deliver. They know exactly what I'm looking for. And we passed in this fiscal year over $2 million worth of Uh, Over 2.1 million. I mean, that is a, for, for essentially what is a group of small business owners that is, and during, by the way, a pandemic, that is not an insignificant amount of business to be referring. I would, I would expand it out from there because we're coming up, believe it or not, on two years since we had to make that shift. It was in March of 2020, right? So we're only, we're a year and nine months in and looking at those numbers, we've done almost 4 million in business since COVID started. And so, yeah, that's, that's incredible for a number of small businesses, particularly when you heard story after story mm-hmm. of small businesses just tanking it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I was mentioning earlier when COVID hit, we really had a spirit within the chapter and between chapters of really helping people out who were the hardest hit, particularly restaurateurs mm-hmm. and the service industries. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's it's remarkable. And, and with the adjustment of taking a meeting that was so connected in person and having then to build an online meeting that um, works really well. The format that's been developed over time has really, that everybody's adapted, different mm-hmm. leadership teams have adapted, really works uh, to the point that, you know, they're, there are people who ask me on a regular basis from other chapters, how, where did that come from? How do we do it? Why do we do it that way? And that's really gratifying to know that we're doing stuff that works well, but also that it's something that we can give back right. to those other chapters. Right. Right. Because that only helps us. You also talked about the the quality. I appreciate the fact that it's not like Costco, where as long as you pay the money, you're a member. <laughs> <laughs> there is a There is a vetting process. There is. Where, you know, filling out the application and having referrals that you, like, we actually follow up and we ask for a referral and we ask and we check out social media or check out their website or check out whatever it is. And because we really do, you know, at some point you have to get to know the person, right? So you've got to bring new people in and you can't immediately know, like, and trust them. So you've got to do a little bit of research and then slowly they work their way into the fold. And, you know, then every year your membership comes up and, you know, there is a chance that if you are not fulfilling what you're supposed to do as a member in good standing, that you may not be invited back. Right. You can't just punch a ticket, right, either to get in or to stay. And and just because there's an open seat in the chapter and somebody applies for it doesn't mean that they're going to be a good fit. You know, I mean, even in my process, Having been in a, in a previous in, in Pacific Learning Academy seat, when I moved over to Airway Science for Kids and we applied, 
my interview process was really rigorous, mm-hmm. despite the fact that I knew everybody I was talking to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I had referred to them. They had referred to me in the old job. And we had some really frank, good conversations about, can this chapter really help you? Can mm-hmm. we help deliver on this? What is it that you're needing? Can you deliver for us mm-hmm. on those things? And I was so appreciative of that. It said a lot about the quality of the chapter that I already knew was great because I wanted to join it again. Right. But that they, they, I wasn't treated any differently because everybody knew me. It was really about fit. Can we do this? Can you deliver as a good member? Can we deliver to you as good members? And that's exactly how it should be because, frankly, that's how we all run our businesses, or at least as we should. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So since you were kind enough to chat about BNI. Yeah. Um, I want to give you an opportunity to plug Airway Science for Kids, and you also have a couple different podcasts that you participate in. Oh, so nice. why don't you go ahead and share that? Well, I, my <laughs> my work is I'm the Director of Program Excellence for Airway Science for Kids, which is a, a nonprofit that's based down in the Portland, Oregon area that is in the process of expanding in various different ways, particularly up here to the Puget Sound And what it does is it's a nonprofit dedicated to helping underserved youth find life and career pathways that are better for them individually, for their families, and for their communities through exploration of aviation and aerospace careers. So we do it in several ways. We do it through our own programs that introduce kids from as young as fifth grade all the way up to college to the basics of aviation. But then we facilitate the career paths that they might be interested in all the way until they get far enough that they can handle it all on their own. And so we facilitate a lot of different relationships with different entities to help make that happen. It's a whole lot of fun, particularly for airplane nerds like me. Mm-hmm. Um, on the side of that, uh, <laughs> I've, I'm pitching a, a historical fiction novel that I wrote. And as part of that, I started a podcast uh, called This Show Is All About You, which uh, you can find on your, your preferred podcast platform anywhere. It's a half hour show uh, that, new episodes once a week that talks about that, but also anything else I feel like talking about, whether it's history related, social related. Somebody once called me a color commentator on life. And I kind of liked that. I like I'm, that. I'm also part of another podcast with a, with a BNI member, Tawny Santabria called breaking up with our BS. Um, that's really about presence and how we get the BS stories about ourselves, our future, that stuff away from us mm-hmm. and have better mental and emotional health. So, yeah, so I do a lot of things and keep busy, and, and BNI has been really helpful with all of that, too, and very Absolutely. supportive. So. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for uh, talking about BNI. If you want to know more about uh, BNI in general, you can go to BNI.com. You can learn more about Plateau Partners by texting BNIPPINFO to 55678. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram under BNI Plateau Partners. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. Happy to be here. Awesome. And we will be happy to share more episodes in the coming weeks. Thanks, everyone.